Danny Maimoni, and welcome to another walk on the wild side with Surrey Wildlife Trust. In this episode, I join wildlife enthusiasts, experts, and families at Wisley Common for the Trust's second annual BioBlitz 24-hour wildlife survey weekend. I, I'm talking to Leo Jennings. And, yes. and what do you do for the I, I, I'm a ranger in the South team with Surrey Wildlife Trust. And where are we? We're, we're at um, Pond Farm on Wisley Common. Right, um, and this building is a farm. And you know, perfect for events like today when you need to get lots of people and lots of microscopes in here. Yeah, so, so. there's lots of microscopes and lots of very interesting things to look at. Yes, it's, um, it, we're having our annual BioBlitz event, so we've got lots of rangers... Uh, other staff from the events team we've got lots of specialists uh, recorders so we've got entomologists mycologists botanists a whole variety of experts in their own fields trying to record as many different species as we can in one day yes it's, it's a very diverse site because it's um it's a vast area of common land with mire and bog but there are also areas of uh, sort of meadow and grassland there are areas of woodland which have survived amongst a vastly open landscape and then there are these uh, large lakes and ponds so in a in a relatively small area if we can call it that we, we can find an enormous number of different habitats how big is the site altogether the site's approximately 800 acres in new money i think that's about 300 350 hectares so it's a it's it's one of our larger sites but when you consider how much of surrey uh, yeah. used to be heathland and how much has been lost through development or more intensive agriculture it really is a, it's a sort of an island almost so it's a, we have a real sort of duty to protect habitats like this exactly well i understand that surrey is the um, densest or it's got the most wooded area in the whole of the uk is that correct that's i believe that's correct exact figures i'd have to go away and dig out for you but um that's partly because so much of the heathland in the county ceased to be grazed or ceased to be cut by man heathland is a man-made habitat in that it hasn't had the chance to get the same ecology established like you would have in an ancient woodland which we tend to find a lot of on the north downs and also in the south of the county on the clay soils which have been wooded for at least 400 years and over that time an incredibly rich and diverse ecology builds up so that's partly why Surrey has this sort of such a high amount of woodland. So a very important place to be to do this. It is yes yeah a very valuable site. Fantastic thank you. I'm talking to Andrew an entomologist. Andrew tell me a bit about yourself and what you're doing here. I'm an entomologist. Uh, my name is Andrew Halstead. A uh, particular interest in flies and sawflies, but also many other insect groups as well. And I'm here today at Wisley Common to help the Surrey Wildlife Trust with their bioblitz. And we're about to go off on a walk with uh, Francis Halstead. Francis, hello. Tell me what you do at Surrey Wildlife Trust. Um, well, I'm the Environmental Group Support Officer, so I work with environmental groups across Surrey, giving them help, support and advice and I'm part of um, the Surrey Green Space Project, which is a five-year heritage lottery-funded project. And we're about, you're about to take us on this walk. Aside, along with Andrew. Along yes. with Andrew. Yes. Um, to see what interesting little insects and invertebrates that we can find. Aside. Oh, you're collecting things in a sort of pipe. Well, it's just sort of random sampling of the vegetation. Right. And then you have to stop and see what you've caught. 
But I see you're using a sort of pipe thing that you're collecting things yeah. in here. This is what's known as a pooter. A pooter? Essential equipment for any entomologist. It's basically a tube uh, with um, a thinner tube at each end and you suck at one end and point the other insect at the insect you're interested in and it shoots up into the collecting part uh, there. Right, I have very clever. And it can't get out because no. of the... Uh, so you've got a load in there already. Yeah, of course. Very some, some I collected very earlier, high tech. as they say in Blue Peter. <laughs> Absolutely. Very high tech. But these big sort of pans hold them underneath and then yeah, bash the tree to knock tray. anything off. We've got a nice beetle. And as the name implies, you beat the branches and see what drops that down. And what's the, is that a, a beetle? Yeah, I think it's a beetle. Let's yeah. have a closer look. What I'm doing with beetles like this, sucking them up, <laughs> and at the end of the day, I'll present them to Andrew Salisbury, who's now the current entomologist at Wisley, and he's a bit of a coleopterist. And so I say, here are lots of little tiny, minuscule beetles. <laughs> Put a name to them. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the sawflies. Yes. It's a common species, Tenfredo mesomela. Right, we'll probably need to um, ask you to spell right, well, that one. Yeah, one basically. I haven't seen today, so it's a new yes. record. Yes, so that's nice. <laughs> we'll pop that one in there. Have you got something else? Or? Ooh, what's that? It's a dung fly. Dung fly? One of the dung flies. Quite yeah. big. Do they sting? No. Nope. A green spider. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, what oh, is that's that? That's pretty cool, isn't that it? A green mm. spider. Is that what it's called? What shall I call it? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, it's amazing what you pick up when you wave the um, nets mm. around, oh, the yes, undergrowth yeah. and everything. There's, there's stuff there which you don't see any other way. No, of course. Lots and oh, look at that spider's amazing. It's lovely, isn't it? Very lurid colour. Beautiful that spider. I've never seen anything like that. Put the yellow. Gosh, I mean, when you think there must be just so many thousands of species that we don't you just don't see. see. Have you got a ladybird? I've got two, two ladybirds, some very small. Oh, tiny. Right, the, the, the ready one there, I think it's a ten spot. Okay. Which is quite variable in appearance, so don't expect it to have ten spots on it. Are they usually that small? That size, yeah, that's yeah. a small car. And the other one is uh, a fourteen spot. Is that a spider? Oh, it's another spider. Not another spider, yeah. This thing here, that's another type of biting fly. Oh, OK. Well, there's another cricket. Yeah, a little immature, oh. but very young nymph. Enormously long antennae relative yeah. to its body. Yeah. Quite very green as well. Oh! Oh, wow. That's another gorgeous. Lovely, yeah. isn't it? Oh, OK. Big black stripe in away. back. We've got lots of little things in there. <laughs> all flying out now. What was the spider with the green back? Uh, I don't know what species it is. I just call it a green spider. Right. <laughs> it's quite attractive. Yeah. Could have made something up. Could have said the green olive spider. Probably if somebody writes it down, it becomes <laughs> a record. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right. It must be very exciting you when you find it. something that you haven't discovered before. Oh yeah, and of course you keep on doing that. Yeah. Even though I've been looking at insects for donkey's years now, I still find things which I've never seen before. 
I'm talking to Sarah. We've just come back from the walk along the meadows, and um, and Sarah's got her daughter with her. What, what's, what's your name? Megan. Megan. And you're really into wildlife, I understand. You really yeah. like it. And yeah. how was the walk for you? Really fun. There were lots of really interesting creepy crawlies and insects, weren't there? Yeah. And, and did you have a go with the big nets? Yeah. I saw you, yes. You were sort of waving them and, and trying to get... And did you find anything interesting? Yeah, I found a sawfly and a daddy longlegs. Oh, so it's really good because you must be very brave because lots of people don't like creepy crawlies, do they? No. So do your friends think you're very brave? Um, I'm not sure. I'm sure they probably do. My daughter's very freaked out about insects and things. I think you're very brave. That's brilliant. And And Sarah, it's great to bring your daughter along. Yeah, we just watched some bird ringing as well, which was interesting. They had a bird and they they showed uh, it had a ring on it and um, they were just telling us how old it was and the length and the weight. It's very interesting. Lovely. It's such a great event, isn't it? Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Great for families and kids and... And uh, I think this is the only second year. Oh, and uh, Megan's got the all-important pizza for lunch. I'm going to have to go and get one of those. <laughs> Thank you very much Many for talking thanks. to me. It's very kind of you. Enjoy the rest of the day. Thank, Thank you. you. We've just come back from the walk, which was amazing. Andrew, I'm astounded, actually, at both of you, and for your knowledge and expertise and the way Latin names just roll off the end of your tongues. How, how good was the walk, do you think? It was good. There was a good turnout of members of the public. We had a little bit of difficulty with light rain, which doesn't help, but in spite of that, we still saw a good range of insects. And uh, it was good to see some children on the walk as well. That's right. It's, it's a big problem these days for wildlife groups. Generally, the people who are involved are an ageing population. So it's very good and very important to get young people involved. Absolutely. And what, what would you say for anybody out there that uh, you know, might be thinking about getting involved with entomology? Well, get stuck in because I mean, the insects are all around you pretty well all year round, wherever you are, in the gardens, parks, hedgerows, anywhere you can find and see insects. You don't need to be an insect expert. You just look at them, see what they're doing, enjoy them. Yeah, just, uh, they're all very fascinating, aren't they? They are, yes. And, and Francis, so uh, that was a good walk, lots of very enthusiastic people. Yeah, it was. It was lovely. And, and it's lovely to have kids along because they spot things that the adults miss. Um, and we found a beautiful um, green sawfly. Um, you don't really look at these things close enough often. And, and when you do look at them, you can see how beautiful they are. So it's, it's really, really good. Well, it's yeah. interesting learning lots of things also about um, the difference between grasshoppers uh, and crickets. And crickets. Yes, uh, yes. No, that's good. And I think a lot of people learn something new, uh, which is important. And, and the other thing to, to say to people is that if you find something, you don't know what it is, just take a photo and send it to us and we can get an expert to identify it. Because uh, yes, it may be a new brilliant. record for Surrey, you never know. So yeah. do let us know. Exciting. You know exciting. So, so you were saying yes. that you sometimes do find new species. Oh, yes. Yes, new, yeah. new in the area. Yeah. So yes, because many, many insects are under-recorded because they're you know, quite difficult to identify. So just take a photo and send it to us. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, Francis yeah. and Andrew, thank you very much. Um, well, there's a bit of pond dipping going on here, very enthusiastic children, and I'm talking to... I'm Janet Moore. I'm an education volunteer for the Wildlife Trust, and I've come here today to help the guys identify uh, what we find in the ponds. Lovely. So Some very enthusiastic children here. Oh, oh, very enthusiastic. Pond dipping very popular, I see. Oh, it is very popular, oh, especially right. the younger ones, very yeah. young ones. They like finding all the large, wriggly things that are in here. <laughs> Lovely. The great diving beetles, larvae, oh, and all the 
great diving beetles. Right, and how long have you been volunteering for these? Um, I've been volunteering about six years, Lovely. and we, we're up at Nowwood, which is the education reserve. So uh, do you come out often with Surrey Wildlife Trust? Between um, May and um, end of July, probably I do about 10, 12 sessions. We can pick right. and choose our sessions yeah, as sure. volunteers. And what's your background? I'm a freshwater biologist. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> Expert, obviously. Yes, yeah, so I, I um, retired now, so this is how I, I sort of decided to help out what the a Wildlife great thing Trust. To do. Yes, yep. do you really no, enjoy it? Really enjoy it, especially with children of about four upwards to about eight. Yeah, lovely. Well, they're so lovely enthusiastic, age. aren't they? Oh, they're brilliant. Yeah, yeah. they love looking at all the little animals, yeah, especially love the, creepy crawlies. <laughs> love the creepy crawlies. And then we put them on a video microscope. Um, there's one in, in the office here. Yeah, I've seen those. And uh, they can see all the jaws and, and the eyes yeah, and things like brilliant. that. And they're brilliant. Yeah, wow. lovely. Oh, that's yeah. really good. I'm just wondering oh, if is. I'd be able to talk to this young man here. What do you think? Uh, you could try. <laughs> what have you found in there? Can you, have you got any creepy crawlies in there yet? Yes, we've got a little tiny water boatman. Um, we've actually seen dragonfly nymphs, lots of dragonfly nymphs, and little wriggly things, which are midge larvae, the things that fly about and bite us, Ah, yeah. which uh, we don't like very much, but they're in the water. Yeah. And have you found anything sort of special today or um, quite exciting? Not ex- exceptionally special, but mainly run of things that we would find in ponds. Yeah. Um, but we've had some very large dragonflies. Yes, yeah, so um, I saw the, the ones emerging over there. That yes, excellent. Out. Just absolutely incredible. And we've got all the very young ones here. So um, we're very pleased to have even the small ones. So they're going to grow so what, up. And what do the small ones look like? Because when I um, saw the shell it came out of, it looked a bit like some other kind of insect. I would never have guessed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would never have guessed that, that a dragonfly would have come out of there. Oh, yes. I mean, if you want to have a look over here, we've got some... These are dragonfly nymphs, different shapes. Gosh, are they... And, um, How so, would you describe that? Um, it almost looks spidery in a way, it I suppose. Does, but they're, all insects legs, have got six legs. Yeah. They've got big eyes because they're predators. And um, so they will grow up into the ones that you've seen emerging. Golly. So they'll be... Um, probably these might be broad-bodied chasers. So um, then there's another different type. That right. might be a hawker dragonfly. And, but, um, and the other little things swimming around. These are all water boatmen. Water boatmen, of course, yeah. You can see the oars on the outside. Yeah, exactly. They're lo- they're, that's one of the first things you learn about as a child, aren't they, generally? Oh, yes. You see the uh, oars Lovely. swimming about. Yeah, swimming around. But this is a great diving beetle larvae. And uh, so we've got uh, lots of those as well. Oh, somebody's found something here. What's and that, that is a caddisfly larvae. Um, Probably a one called Phryginea. <laughs> you knew that, of course. Of course, you? he did. <laughs> I don't know. We know Latin names, really. No, that's right. <laughs> Lovely. Um, that's a yeah, fine. That's a fine, definitely. Because caddisflies build these little cases. As they get bigger, they add more stuff on. Oh yeah, they get longer. Different, different species use different yeah. materials. Like some use pebbles, some use snail shells, some use uh, branches like twigs and leaves that, that's very well spotted to me that just looks like a piece of twig you can see it if you ever look at it closely you can see the different colours of the twigs they've used well, you can actually, well, that's what a very clever thing to do yeah. 
and they put it in a spiral, cut little bits of leaf off and stick them together I've seen them in a that. sort of spiral. See, I've got a little bucket at home. Yeah. They're, they're really, really clever. So you're, you're very into... Yeah, So especially the water things or... Yes. Brilliant. I went pond dipping yesterday. Did you? Did you find very much? Yeah, I found, found five dragonfly larvae. Wow. That yeah. is amazing. Oh, what's your name? Adam. Adam. Yeah. Well done, Adam. That's incredible. Good find. Lovely yeah. to see um, young people so enthusiastic. Well, about that's wildlife. right. Yeah, I think that's. We went there a few weeks ago. My sister caught a water stick insect. Yeah. And they can be quite long, can't they? Yeah, they're very they're long. Very big ones. They're quite easy to spot. No. Yeah. Well. Yeah. They're rareish, though, in a way. Yeah, we caught we. Call that the same pond with found the five dragonfly larvae. Mm. And they've got these claws and they catch their prey like mantises. Yeah. Sounds a bit scary. Right. Yeah. Oh, it is. I've been watching, <laughs> I've been watching, I put some like worms in them and it catches mm. it. Lovely. Yeah. Well, that's very exciting. I'm just talking to Adam's friend. What's your name? Uh, Oscar. Oscar. So, how are you finding it so far here? Um, yeah, it's been good. There's loads of stalls and um, the pond dipping. Plus, there was uh, loads of dragonfly uh, finds over there, and we found shells of them and stuff. I'm not exactly an expert on it all, but Adam. But you obviously quite like it, though. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, good. Are you hoping to do anything to do with the wildlife at school? Yeah, in science, we sometimes do uh, stuff on. We'd go pond dipping or something and see what we find. Brilliant. Did that for an person. Yeah. Good. And are you a member of Surrey Wildlife Trust? Uh, no, but oh. it doesn't seem like a bad idea to. Oh, absolutely. This sort of weekend seems great, doesn't it? Yeah. Lots of different things going on. Yeah. So what's what's been your favourite bit? I like finding the dragonflies really, because uh, they weren't flying away. I don't know why. I think it's they just, just hatched. Somebody yeah. told me they just hatched. And they, they were just, amazing. They were they? just sitting there, and you could go right up to them. They wouldn't do anything. It was great. Yeah. yeah. And take a photo. Well, yeah. Thank you, Oscar. Thank you very much for talking to me. And uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, I will. I'm speaking to... James Adler. I'm the grazing manager for Surrey Wildlife Trust. And we're standing next to a lovely small herd of wonderful-looking goats. We are indeed. Tell me about the goats. So there are about 40 in this pen, um, and they've been rescued from three different places in the country. So the white ones come from uh, North Wales, um, Great Orm Head. Uh, The brown ones come from Valley of the Rocks down in North Devon. And then there's a small group of ones from... um, a private estate in Buckinghamshire as well. And they were all causing problems where they've originally come from. Uh, they were breaking into people's gardens, oh, really? going into cemeteries <laughs> as well, oh, eating all the flowers. Stung. So they weren't popular where they've come from. Right. Uh, so they've come to Surrey for them, which is a bit so of a holiday renic- camp. Renicate <laughs> Absolutely. I know they've found um, a wonderful niche for us where they help us eat down all the birch trees which are encroaching on the heathland. So it's a very sensitive form of management in a small area. <laughs> and yeah, they're just doing a wonderful job. You can see them standing on top of all of the posts and, yeah. and the stumps and things just getting to the freshest birch that they can find they've been in that paddock for two months um, but we've had them for about three years now um, and we've been using them on heathland around the county but they're now spending the winter with us on the farm in grass fields where we can feed them really look after them and give them the care that they need and they come out and do the conservation work during the summer lovely so what other animals are you using so i've got a herd of 314 belted galloway cattle um, and oh, there right. are we saw some of those on the uh, invertebrate wall. That's yes. right, yeah. And there's some um, cows and calves just in that field 
behind the tents as well. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we use them all across the county, um, all the way up into Richmond, all the way down to Hazelmere, and then from Berkshire all the way across to, to Godston. And then the only other thing we've got is a about 70-strong herd of red deer that we use on one site, oh, which okay. is a, a specialist site where we have to use particular animals due to the access arrangements. Right. And the red deer do the work that the goats and cattle do right. for us there. And um, I understand Katie was saying that you've led a few walks for the BioBlitz. Indeed. How's that all gone? So what have I, you been doing? I'd say varying levels of success. Uh, we did a night jar walk last night, um, so between about 8 o'clock and about 11 o'clock. I had wonderful sightings of three night jar, and they were cheering at us, clapping their wings, um, doing some really good displays. And then... I've done um, Heaths and Hooves walk this morning to introduce people to the goats and the cows. That's gone well. Then we did a butterfly walk. We didn't see any butterflies. No, the weather wasn't perfect really for that. Weather, is it? It's been no, too cold. Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, just following that up, luckily with a huge success on the dragonflies, with all the four spotted chaser dragonflies just emerging right behind us. Which is just just been on fantastic. cue. Fantastic. Perfect. Yeah, just started it's raining. Like, okay, it's uh, Surrey Wildlife Bioblitz weekend that, that's emerged now. I, and with the Lovely. bad weather, everyone getting a little bit negative, and then see these, and everyone's yeah. got a smile back on their fantastic. faces again. They do look beautiful. Um, my name's Susie Jones and I'm basically a trainee countryside ranger with Surrey at the moment. Right, and uh, so you're part of the volunteer group for SARG, you said? Yep, that's right. I, that um, we're all volunteers. What so SARG stand for? Surrey Amphibian and Reptile Group. Right, okay. So basically we work um, to conserve and protect and raise awareness about um, British reptiles and amphibians. I guess they get a bit of a raw deal, do they? Because everybody's interested in other things. Yeah, um, there's still a fair amount of persecution surrounding snakes particularly. A lot of people assume that snakes are aggressive when they're not. So one of the things that we try to do is raise awareness about how harmless and how important it is to to protect our reptiles as well. And it's lovely to see you having displays here. Yep. People being able to see them Yeah. as terrifying as it is. Absolutely. It's nice to actually reinform people about um, the true behaviour and habits of reptiles rather than the kind of demonised image that they do have. Uh, You've got a grass snake in your hand. Yep, I've got a male grass snake here. A male. How do you tell the difference? I can tell this is a male because the base of the head is quite narrow, whereas in the female it's a lot wider. Also, the eyes are not as deep set as in the female. In the female, they're a lot more deep set in the head. And there are a couple of other differences as well, like the distance from the vent to the end of the tail, so basically the tail length and sometimes the, the number of postocular scales as well. But that's going into sort of more detailed territory, but at a glance you just by, go by the shape of the head. Right, and, and how big do they actually grow? Um, females can get up to five or six feet very, very occasionally, um, normally around three foot on average. Five or six feet, that's pretty big actually. Very, very rarely, yeah. Some people have seen them nearly six foot long. Uh, and and are these getting quite rare now? Do we see many grass? Um, all British reptiles are declining, um, and two of our species are very rare: the smooth snake and the sand lizard. They've disappeared over much of their former range, so they have a great deal of protection in this country. We have to have licences to work with those. The grass snake, common lizard, adder, and slow worm are protected as well but not the same level basically it's an offence to harm or kill any reptile in the UK smooth snake and sand lizard it's an offence to even disturb or 
basically actively try and look for them or touch them Gosh. unless you're a surveyor Right. And and how has the BioBlitz bio weekend been for you? Um, I've really enjoyed it, yeah. It's nice to see people taking part in everything and um, enjoying all the things that are on offer. Nice to see children learning learning about wildlife. Yeah, exactly. Oh, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Much. Great to see you. <laughs> thank you. Very excited to be talking to Glenn Knight, a young man who's just won the photography competition here. Glenn, hi. Hi. Tell me about your photo. Um, well, I was in the field and I saw I saw something move on the log and I thought, oh, what's that? So I went and looked at it and it was um, a little spider eating a fly. So I managed to zoom in quite close and take a picture of it. And a really good picture. And so you were judged first in the competition. <laughs> Which I wasn't expecting to because the other person's photos were really, really good. Oh, well done. Many congratulations on that. So are you really into wildlife photography? Uh, yeah, quite a lot. I've always been into wildlife as well. Oh, really? That's great to see. Are you members here of Surrey? Oh, uh, yeah, we are. And you come out quite a lot with them, do you? Yeah, we went to Last Bio Bits last year. Oh, did you? And how how's it this year compared to last year? Um, pretty good since it's stopped raining and weather's, yeah, weather's nicer. Better. Right. So what what do you want to do when you grow up, do you think? Um, I'm not really sure, but I'll probably do... I like art as well, so art and photography is like a hobby. So a new budding, well-known wildlife photographer, maybe. <laughs> Perhaps a bit of presenting thrown in. You're very good on the radio. <laughs> what do you think? Um, maybe. Yeah. Well, I wish you the best of luck in the future. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you. I'm with Katie Gower. Katie, uh, tell me about your job, for just very briefly, your role, because you're the event manager for Surrey Wildlife Trust. So I've been organising the BioBlitz since last year on and off um, and pretty much full time for the last four weeks um, so yeah it's my job to organise events for Surrey Wildlife Trust um, I do all sorts of events but BioBlitz is our biggest and um, so far so good really it's rained a little bit but it hasn't put people off and we've had a great day and the sun's almost made an appearance it's been great and a real mixture of people and families and young kids and and uh, dragonflies over there just emerging yeah just uh, just in time for the event i know i was thinking they've just we've just timed it perfectly i mean there are some some of the surveys like butterflies we haven't seen any butterflies today it's a little bit cold but the conditions for butterflies would make it not grape something else so uh, you you can't have the best of everything but the dragonflies are brilliant and the night jars last night were brilliant apparently we saw four reptiles four different sorts of reptiles um this morning so we've done really well on lots of the surveys so um and the uh, numbers are rising quickly good and uh, i mean in comparison to last year i think it's more people definitely um and the staff all know what they're doing more which really really helps because obviously the first time it's all a bit you're yeah, all sort of sure. new to it yeah. but everyone sort of really got stuck in and I've got so many members of staff here today, so it's been fabulous. Loads of volunteers, which is brilliant. And in terms of species, and I think we're actually beating last year, but the number That's does raise news. afterwards because a lot of these species go off to labs um, if they're yeah, difficult. To get identified. So certain flies oh. and beetles and fungi and spiders and springtails, which I never even knew existed until last year. So the the number will rise, but I think we're already beating last year's on yeah. the day total. So. Last year, did you find anything that you hadn't seen before, a new species or anything? Um, new to Norbury Park, which is where we did it. There was a, a rare crane fly that we had last year, which was new to the um, new to the to Norby Park. And um, probably will end up with something new. I know that a beetle was found, a longhorn beetle, and apparently it's not common, whatever that means. But um, hopefully that will be maybe new to Wisley. We don't know, but I'm sure we'll find something. That's lovely. And so you're going to plan on making this an annual event now. Yeah, annual event, and um, we're going to move it around. So hopefully we've done um, Norby Park, which is sort of the east. Um, this is now the north, Wisley, and hopefully we'll do one in the south 
Um, so I'm not sure where. It needs to be somewhere that has access and um, sort of facilities. So we've got to search for that area in the south. So yeah, Lovely. Well, I wish you the best of luck. It looks amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this month's Walk on the Wild Side. The total number of species found this year at their BioBlitz weekend was 644. That's up on last year, and that number is still climbing whilst identification continues. The Trust is deciding where to hold the event next year, so look out for news on their website on www.surreywildlifetrust.org. And join me for another Walk on the Wild Side on Thursday the 3rd of October.